from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang, and welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast. It's Tuesday, April 18th, 2023. We've got a packed, packed show today. A bunch of data breaches, a whole bunch of new ransomware, and the Russia-China-Iran axis making a significant cybersecurity move. All of that and more on this morning's show. But before we get started today, a few very important things. One, later today at 1 p.m. Eastern, a friend of the show, one of my favorite CISOs, Andy Ellis, will be joining the CISO Talk podcast to talk about his book that's dropping today on Amazon called 1% Leadership. Go and check it out. It's a great book fantastic the way it's written we talk a lot about, we talk a lot about the book and leadership in the podcast go and check that out on the CISO talk podcast now without further ado I just I don't have an espresso for the second day in a row don't blame me I'm, I'm it, it's in the afternoon it hypes me up it's just challenging but I know for everyone on the east coast west coast and in the US that's tuning in where it's morning then you've probably got your cup of coffee so join me in a coffee cup cheers Tomorrow, I'll have an espresso, I promise. Okay, coffee cup cheers. Let's get into this morning's show, cyberhubpodcast.com, where you can subscribe for all the latest. Affinity, UK-based photo editing, graphic design, and publishing software has informed its forum members that a data breach occurred on April 6th. The company said a criminal gained access to the forum user data after compromising an admin account. The attacker may have accessed information such as username, reputation, join date, post count, email addresses and last used IP address. While most of the compromised information is already public, the email and IP are not. This type of information can be useful to malicious actors for targeted phishing attacks, according to Affinity. It's unclear how many users had their data compromised, but the Affinity forum has nearly 175,000 members. Uh, Sarif, the company that owns Affinity, said it's confident user passwords were not compromised in the breach. Please be reassured, according to their statement, that any information access does not include any financial data, purchase history, physical address, phone numbers, or anything else held within your main Affinity uh, account or Affinity ID. The forum is a standalone system, which is completely separate from your Affinity account. So we'll see um, in, 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 in you know more information as to how the admin account was compromised and really what was behind the incident here. German arm manufacturer Rheinmetall has confirmed its own cyber attack. The automotives and arms manufacturer suffered a cyber attack on Friday of last week, the company said. The attack hit Rheinmetall's business unit that serves industrial customers, particularly in the automotive sector. The company's defense uh, division, which produces military vehicles, weapons, and ammunition, remain unaffected and continue to operate reliably, according to the spokesperson Oliver Hoffman in an email to the team at Recorded Future News, the record. Uh, Ryan Metal is currently investigating the extent of the damages and is close contact with the relevant cybersecurity authorities in Germany. Although it's unclear who is behind the attack, the Russian hacktivist group Killnet posted a message on their Telegram channel last month urging its followers to launch a DDoS against Ryan Metal. Ryan Metal confirmed that they observed a higher volume of traffic on their network, but said it didn't impact their IT infrastructure. The timing of the attack aligned with Ryan Metal's stock of constructing a new tank factory in the Ukraine. And obviously, uh, they're falling into the crosshairs as they supply weapons to the Ukrainians uh, in the war against Russia. 
criminals abuse Google command and control red team tool in part of their attacks. The Chinese state-sponsored hacking group APT41 was found abusing the GC2 Google command and control red teaming tool in data theft attacks against Taiwanese media and an Italian job search company. Hudu, uh, which is another name for APT41, is a Chinese state-sponsored hacking group known to target a wide range of industries in the U.S., Asia, and Europe. Manian's been tracking them since at least 2014, saying their activities overlap with other known Chinese hacking groups such as Barium and Winity. In April of this year, uh, Google's Threat Horizon report released last Friday. Security researchers in the tag group at Google revealed that APT41 was abusing the GC2 red teaming tools in attack, also known as Google Command and Control, is an open source project written in Go that was designed for red teaming activities. The program has been developed in order to provide a command and control that does not require any particular setup like custom domains, VPS, and CDNs during red teaming activities, according to the GitHub repository. Further, the program will interact only with Google's domain to make a detection more difficult. The abuse of G2 is essentially relying on the fact that we typically whitelist this type of activity coming from this type of tool with its signature, meaning that they're able to bypass that. So there's a few things to do here to mitigate this attack and this workflow. One, you can not whitelist the tool. Um, and then if you've got a team that's really leveraging the tool, um, try to operate with a little bit more documentation. Um, Additionally, um, while Cobalt, um, <laughs> the, the other option, obviously, is to not use the tool at all and just block it if you, that's that's doable, right? And that, that's not always doable uh, for practitioners. So, um, you know, you could shift to legitimate tools, which is, you know, what, what the folks here at Bleeping Computer are recommending. There's nothing wrong with that, but Cobalt Strike is used in these types of attack as well. And anytime they can get their hands on a red teaming tool, they're going to use it. So it becomes a matter of knowing where the tool is going to be used, who's using it and how they're using it, and then spotting the activity where it's supposed to be and spotting the activity where it's not supposed to be. That's one thing they probably don't know. And so just keep that in mind. A new Cuba banking Trojan campaign is hijacking business email correspondence to trick victims into installing the malware, according to a new report from Kaspersky. The latest activity, which started just earlier this month, had primarily targeted users in Germany, Argentina, Italy, Algeria, Spain, the U.S., Russia, France, U.K., and Morocco. Qbot, or better known as Pink Slipbot, is a banking trojan known to have been active since at least 2017. Besides stealing passwords and cookies from web browsers, it doubles up as a backdoor to inject next-stage payloads such as Cobalt Strike or ransomware. It's typically distributed through phishing campaigns. The malware has been updated more times than one can count. Early on, it was infecting websites and pirated software. Now it's a banker that's delivered to potential victims to social engineer and get access to their banking information and then from there uh, perform financial theft. Um, the document itself leads to a retrieval of an archive file from an infected website that contains an obfuscated Windows script file. That script in part incorporates a PowerShell script that downloads a malicious DLL from a remote server, and then that downloaded DLL is the QBot malware. Um, so something to keep in mind and mitigate and update your signatures. Talk to your MDR, EDR about it. Make sure you're able to block it. Ex-Conti members and Fin7 dev team have teamed up to push a new domino malware. So anytime we hear a ransomware group being taken down and we see law enforcement celebrating it and the community celebrating it, we should, but we should realize there's always remnants of the groups that stay out there. You may be able to identify 
in the good case, the leaders, but then the foot soldiers are still around. And it's kind of like how the mafia was being handled with, right? You took down the head of the mafia. Well, just someone else stepped up and replaced them, right? And that's been the case every single time. And in some cases, the families came together. Same thing happened with the mafia. Same thing's happening with drug cartels. And the same thing happens with these cyber crime groups. They have a very, very similar uh, um, um, makeup and build. In fact, the more you look into them, the more you realize they're really built more like mafia members. Uh, they're built more like crime and organized crime families. And, and, and there's relatively a lot of familiarity there. So the ex-Conti ransomware members that are still out there have teamed up with the fin seven threat actors, those that are still around, to distribute a new malware named Domino in attacks on corporate networks. Domino, which is a relatively new family consisting of two components, a backdoor named Domino Backdoor, which in turn drops a Domino loader that injects an info-stealing malware DLL into the memory of another process. IBM's security intelligence researchers have been tracking these ex-Connie and TrickBot members utilizing the new malware in attacks since at least February of this year. However, an IBM report released on Friday links the actual development of the Domino malware to the Fin7 hacking group, a cyber criminal outfit linked to a variety of different malwares, including DarkSide and Black Basta. The Domino malware attacks, however, since the fall of 2022, when IBM began tracking the attacks, are using a malware loader named Dave Loader, which is linked to former Conti ransomware and TrickBot members. The loader was seen deploying Cobalt Strike beacons that utilize a 2065406 002 watermark observed in attacks from ex-Connie members in the Royal and Play ransomware operation. IBM says Dave Loader has also been deploying Imitat, which was almost exclusively used by Conti during June of 2022, and then later by Black Basta and the Quantum, Quantum, sorry, ransomware gangs. Um, the Domino backdoor is a 64-bit DLL that will enumerate system information, such as running processes, username, computer name, send it back to the C2 server, uh, and then the backdoor also receives commands to execute further payloads to install. It's designed to contact a different C2 address for domain joint systems, suggesting a more capable backdoor, such as Cobalt Strike, will be downloaded on high-value targets instead of a project. Nemesis is what IBM has seen. Again, these guys coming together is... No new, it's it's nothing new. It's going to continue to happen. And this is kind of the idea of law enforcement. Catch the big guys, put them behind bars, set precedent. Only in that time period, you think you've dismantled something you haven't. You've had them kind of go regroup, come back, learn from the mistakes, come back with something new. You, you got to take a whole infrastructure down. You've really got to destroy it if you want to actually win this battle. The DOJ is charging 34 with operating Chinese government troll farms that are harassing Chinese descendants internationally. The Justice Department has now announced charges uh, against 34 people involved in the task force used to spread disinformation and harass Chinese descendants. Officials from the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Eastern District of New York announced during a press conference three different cases centered on efforts by the Chinese government to target people in the U.S. that are critical of the CCP. The 34 people linked to the disinformation and harassment campaign are allegedly part of a tax task force called 912 Special Project Working Group and were charged with conspiracy to transmit foreign threats and conspiracy to commit interstate harassment. The 89-page document uh, from the FBI seen by the Wall Street Journal where the 34 people are accused of operating a troll farm, masked their identities online to make it seem like opinions coming from U.S. citizens. The group allegedly used accounts on platforms like Facebook and Twitter to spread their messages, which covered a range of topics, including Russia's invasion of the Ukraine, the origins of COVID-19, and the most recent killing of George Floyd. 
The charges you've heard about today reveal a series of brazen criminal schemes directed by China's Ministry of Public Security. One of the complaints unsealed today shows that 34 M uh, MP officials have been charged with conducting a massive campaign to use social media to harass and threaten Chinese descendants, amplify division among Americans, and undermine confidence in the democratic process, according to David Sundberg, who's the assistant director in charge at the FBI. The officers worked with Beijing's MPS Bureau and were assigned to an elite task force called the 912 Project, working group. The purpose of the group is to target Chinese descendants located throughout the world, including the U.S. They attempted to use the far-reaching campaign to spread their narrative, touching many aspects of American life. They even tried to recruit others unwittingly to participate in the harassment by disseminating propaganda on behalf of the CCP. Uh, P said the task force use, used several methods, including drowning out a video conferencing event with loud music and vulgar screams. The MPS subjected Chinese descendants living here in the U.S. to the, uh, to the rule of the uh, CCP, which is unacceptable, obviously, on U.S. soil. Um, this is the third case now being brought back uh, against China, which has been more, um, uh, which is very critical of keeping track of uh, any Chinese descendants. And then, by the way, they also harass their families back in China. If they still have family re remaining there, they'll send uh, embassy folks, uh, Chinese embassy folks, to their homes to harass uh, the, these residents and, and let them know to cut it out and so forth. So uh, China um, really um, using all of their might and power to do this. Um, so few different, uh, two more stories here before we wrap up. Like I said, a lot of stuff going on today. Um, Russian solar winds culprits have launched a new barrage of espionage cyber attack. The threat group that's behind the solar wind supply chain attack is back with new tools for spying uh, on officials in NATO countries and Africa. As part of the ongoing invasion, Noblium APT-29, which was the culprit behind the solar winds attack, is now targeting Polish military counterintelligence service and the CERT team in Poland issued an alert on April 13th, along with indicators of compromise warning potential targets of an espionage campaign about the threat as the group designated by Microsoft um, as an, an as Noblium and then APT-29 by Manion isn't any new. They're behind the SolarWinds attack. Now they're back with new orders. Email impersonating embassies of European countries were sent to selected personnel at diplomatic posts. The correspondence contained an invitation to a meeting or to work together on documents. The message would then direct the recipient to click on a link or download a PDF to access the ambassador's calendar or get meeting details. Both send the target to a malicious site loaded with the threat actor signature script, which the report identifies as Envy Scout. It, util it utilizes an HTML smuggling technique whereby a malicious file placed on the page is decoded using Java when the page is open and then downloaded on the victim's device, according to Polish authorities. Um, so they're um, back and at it. They're linked. Uh, Russian linked attacks are also on the Canada infrastructure where uh, Prime Minister Trudeau made public statements about a recent spat of Russian linked cyber attacks aimed at Canadian infrastructure, including a denial of service attack on the Hydro-Quebec electrical utility. The website for Trudeau's office, the Port of Quebec, and the, uh, the Laurentian Bank uh, were all targeted. Trudeau said the cyber attacks are related to Canada's support of the Ukraine. They're also related to destabilized Canada, obviously. So there's more there. As Russia gets more brazen, um, so does Iran. 
Um, Iran is a threat actors known as Muddy Water are continuing their time-tested tradition on relying on legitimate remote admin tools to commandeer targeted systems. While the nation-state group has previously employed Screen Connect, Remote Utilities, and Synchro, a new analysis from Group IB has revealed the adversary use of simply, simple help remote support software in June of last year. Since um, Muddy Water have been active since at least 2017, is a subordinate to Iran's Ministry of Intelligence and Security. They've targeted people in, uh, in organizations in Turkey, Pakistan, the UAE, Iraq, Israel, Saudi Arabia, Jordan, the U.S., Azerbaijan, and Afghanistan. Muddy Water, Muddy Water uses simple help legitimate remote device control and management tool to ensure persistence on a victim's device. It's not compromised. It's used as intended, so it becomes kind of fairly easy to beat detection. The exact distribution method used to drop the samples is currently unclear, although the group, the group is known to send spear phishing campaigns bearing malicious links from already compromised mailboxes. This was obviously corroborated by ESET earlier in January of this year, detailing the muddy water attacks in Egypt and Saudi Arabia that attempted the use of simple help to deploy its Ligalo reverse tunneling tool and credential harvester MKL64. Uh, the, the disclosure itself comes weeks after Microsoft detailed the group's modus operandi of carrying out destructive attacks on hybrid environments under the guise of a ransomware operation with their wiper malware there as well. That's it for our show. Go check out the Sister Talk podcast with Andy Ellis later today. We'll be back tomorrow right here live at 9 a.m. with all the latest. Until then, have a great rest of your day. Most importantly, stay cyber. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.